Welcome to Wednesday's edition of Transformation Radio. My name's Aaron Taylor. I'm 32 from Washington Courthouse, Ohio. Leading up to coming to the refuge, I was hooked on heroin and homeless and living a bad life. I broke down and prayed to God one night and told Him if you show me you're real and help me, I'd do my best to follow you. And six days later, I ended up here at the refuge. Since then, I've, I've found God and I've actually been happy and have hope for the future in my life. And 30 days in Vinton County totally changed my life, made me a new man. I just keep hoping and looking forward to what's to come next year in life. I'd recommend anybody that needs the help come down there and try it out and just give it your best and be open to finding God. And as we turn our attention to the New Testament, we're going to learn during this reading a lot of attributes of love. Now, this experience was difficult for the Bethany family, but look at it in the light of God's love. We'll learn that love hears. God's love keeps His ears open to our cries. We'll learn that love waits. See, we think that love must act immediately on our behalf. But sometimes, delay brings a greater blessing, sometimes a much greater blessing. And then, of course, we'll learn that love weeps. Jesus identifies with our sorrows. And finally, during the reading of John 11, we'll learn that love serves. We today are not able to raise the dead, but we can serve others as they go through the valley. A loving heart will always find a way to bear others' burdens. And now, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. May 20th, the New Testament. John chapter 11, verses 1 through 54. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So, although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, Let's get back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, There are twelve hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes I'm glad I wasn't there, for now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let's go too and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. 
When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, Your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep, so they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him. But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested. Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here, so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told him, Unwrap him and let him go. Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. But some went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the leading priests and Pharisees called the high council together. What are we going to do, they asked each other. This man certainly performs many miraculous signs. If we allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. Then the Roman army will come and destroy both our temple and our nation. Caiaphas, who was high priest at that time, said, You don't know what you're talking about. You don't realize that it's better for you that one man should die for the people than for the whole nation to be destroyed. He did not say this on his own. As high priest at that time, he was led to prophesy that Jesus would die for the entire nation, and not only for that nation, but to bring together and unite all the children of God scattered around the world. So from that time on, the Jewish leaders began to plot Jesus' death. 
As a result, Jesus stopped his public ministry among the people and left Jerusalem. He went to a place near the wilderness, to the village of Ephraim, and stayed there with his disciples. Today we'll be reading from Psalm 117, verses 1 and 2, very short psalm. And this short psalm is about a big subject, helping all the nations to praise the Lord. God called Israel to be a blessing to all the nations of the world, just as he has called his church to take the gospel to the whole world. The nations are worshiping false gods. So what do we tell them about the true God? That his mercy is great and that his truth is enduring. What he does is merciful and what he says is dependable. God blesses you so that you might be a blessing to others. Not only the people you see every day, but people you'll never see until you get to heaven. Are you helping the peoples of the world learn about Jesus? Psalm 117, verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise Him, all you people of the earth. For He loves us with unfailing love. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 22 and 23. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. Yeah, isn't it amazing how a man can find himself alone Calling to the darkness for an answer that he's never known Yeah, isn't it amazing how God can take a broken man Yeah, let him find a fortune, let him ruin it with his own two hands And he climbs on up the hill, on the rock on which he stands He looks back at the crowd, he looks down at his hands and he says I am a difference maker Oh, I am difference maker Oh, I am the only one that speaks to him I am friendliest to friends of God Fortune, let him ruin it with his own two hands. 
walks on up the hill to the rock on which he stands. He looks back at the crowd, he looks down at his hands, and he says, I am the difference maker. Everything I've seen, and I have felt the fire get put out by too much gasoline. We're all strangers passing through a place in town. Afternoon, life is but a vision in a window that we're peeking through. Helpless conversation with a man who says he cares a lot. It's a passive confrontation about who might throw a punch or not. We are all transgressors, we're all sinners, we're all astronauts. So if you're beating death, then raise your hand, but shut up if you're not. Cause I am a difference maker, oh I am only one who speaks to him. And I am the friendliest of friends of God.
Today's In Touch Devotion. 
Today's scripture reading is verse 12 of Exodus chapter 20. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The command to honor your mother isn't a suggestion, and nobody is exempt. Her character or effectiveness as a parent is not the issue. God established this guideline for Israel because a respectful home was crucial to the nation's future success. The same is true for Christians today. God blesses our homes when we respect our mothers with words, attitudes, and actions. Love her unconditionally. We're called to love our moms as God does. He didn't qualify his love with expectations or conditions to be met first. He lavished affection on us while we were yet sinners, as we read in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Forgive her compassionately. Since there are no perfect mothers, at times we'll have to forgive them. If your mom seems harsh or unloving, show compassion. As a child, she may have experienced hardships that wounded her spirit. Remember her gratefully. This Mother's Day, thank mom for all she did for you when you were young. But don't let it end there. Nothing is more hurtful than feeling forgotten. Make room for her in your busy schedule. After all, She made countless sacrifices for you. Treat her kindly. Let your mother know she's valued. Take time to listen attentively to her words and help her out when she's in need. Does your mother feel loved and honored? What can you do to bring a big smile to her face? In our adult years, it's easy to distance ourselves from our moms because life gets hectic and multiple demands steal our time. Make it a habit to pray for her daily and contact her regularly.
As I look into the stars and pondering how far away they are, and how you hold them in your hands, and still you know there's none.
Hi, my name is John Maxwell. Welcome to Minute with Maxwell. Cindy Vaughn from Dana Point, California, who is a realtor. By the way, Cindy, Dana Point, what a beautiful, beautiful place that is. So, John, talk about the word incredible. I had to uh, smile, Cindy, when this came into me because uh, it's a word I use some, incredible. But I, I, I use another word that all of my friends kind of laugh at me and mock me about. I use the word huge all the time. I just say, well, that's, that's just going to be huge. And, and then I turn around and they're mimicking me and talking to each other and trying to do my mannerisms. It's going to be huge. Well, here's what I know about incredible. Here's what I know about huge. It's a word that basically talks about something that is bigger than life. I hope that your dreams are bigger than life. I hope they're bigger than where you are right now. I hope that your dreams have capacity. I hope that I hope they have room for you to grow and develop and perhaps be the person that you really would like to become. Because see, you see, right now, ah, you are who you are, but your potential could be incredible what you could become. So the next time you think of the word incredible, or <laughs> my word, huge, think of it as a word that is bigger than life. And here's what I hope for you on Minute with Maxwell. I hope your dreams are bigger than life. I hope your hopes are bigger than life. Because the only way to become bigger in life is to have dreams that are bigger than life.
to say amen And if there's anybody here who's seen his power
Thanks for listening to Wednesday's edition of Transformation Radio. For more information on the Refuge Ministries, please visit our website at menslivesChange.org.